Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I have reason to believe that humans might be, on average, better than the point system suggests they are. Counterpoint. Humans are terrible. Limp biscuit. Slavery. The prosecution rests. Gotta say that's a solid rebuttal. This is insane, you guys. Yo, this is sexy, man. <laughs> Broadcasting live from the internet, it's Tuesday night, and this is the PanelsOnPages.com podcast with your host, Lee Rodriguez. At the end of the day, babies are terrible people, and I'm not sorry for saying it. Jason Nyes. Motherfucker, I won best costume! Jose Guzman. Yeah, I know nothing about Firestorm, except for his hat's always burning. And Kelly Harris. Boy, love, it appears we got a penis in the mail. <laughs> I glued my fucking eyes shut! <laughs> I just want to see all these Yelp reviews of Jose's jizz. <laughs> oh, sorry, I knocked you over the salt. Like you had anything better to do. What is happening, everybody? Today is Tuesday, January 22nd, 2019, and this is episode number 454 of the Panels on Pages podcast. I am your host, the Lord Reverend Lee Rodriguez, and joining me tonight, we got Mr. Jason Nyes. Earth is a mess, (laughs) y'all. Kelly Harris. George Perez is a freak. (laughs) And uh, conspicuous by his absence, one Gus Maniac, uh, Jose Guzman. He's uh, traveling for business out there making that money so you know california california yep. oh the red hot chili peppers like those oh shit i had uh <laughs> i had repeat on on my itunes so it was like all right let's ah. do this again so yeah uh ding ding dong california man uh you know, we let off with a clip from the this week's Good Place, which was amazing. But I, I remember that first season of Good Place, they were talking about things that get you into the bad place, and one of them was paying money to see California funk band <laughs> Red, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I was like, ah, oh, that's not fair. <laughs> and then they're just uh, this week. They're fucking... like, Limp Biscuit is as bad as slavery, and it's like, God, <laughs> that's so ba- that's so mean. It's such a good show. It yeah, is. It's such a good show. <sighs> really is. Such a good show. So, yeah. Um, fuck it. Let's just go, man. I got stories to tell. got things to do. Things happened. Yeah. Went, went out. Had a had a uh, fairly impromptu date with my lady over the weekend. Mom called up and in a very uncharacteristic uh, mood was like, hey, can I watch the kids? And I'm like, yeah. So, <laughs> Made that happen. Always say yes to that. Uh, so, and uh, we didn't really have any plans and what to do. So we, uh, and, uh, Nicole was looking on at hit the Zany's website and said, "Oh shit, 
Fucking Kyle Kinane is going to be at Zany's in Nashville. Let's do that. And I'm like, that's a fucking great idea. Let's go see Kyle Kinane. Nice. So, bought some Kyle Kinane tickets. Uh, but before we did that, went to dinner. The lady was like, all right, we're, what are you going to do? She said, I don't care where we go. She's a fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> She's a fucking liar. <laughs> because I then proceeded to spend the next 15 minutes in the car, mind you. We're driving towards a at this point, unknown destination, just rattling off shit. No. No. no, no. Motherfucker, you said you didn't care. (laughs) When clearly you care at least a little bit. I fucking hate that game. But then, like, you know, if the conversation of what happens, what we're going to have for dinner comes up, and I say something like to the effect of, I don't feel like playing the game, so just tell me what you want and we'll go there. (laughs) I'm an asshole. Not sure how that worked out. I like to make it a multiple choice thing. Not just anywhere in the world. Give two or three options, and then we choose from that. And then if if she can't pull the trigger, then I'm just like, fuck it. Taco Bell it is. <laughs> I had some friends who would put a handful of options on paper and, like, Put them in a hat, draw it, and that's where you fucking go. And I'm like, that is a genius move. Like, I, I love that so much. Did you suggest uh, Nashville hot chicken? You know what? We did, actually. What? That's that, awesome. That is a thing I suggested. And she was like, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want somewhere we can sit down. I go, okay, well, they got fucking chairs? Like, what? I don't understand, but okay. So where'd you end up? We ended up going to the goddamn Cheesecake Factory. No. Ah yes, I was gonna guess Olive Garden. I was, I feel like I was close. Nicole does you were very close because Nicole fucking loves Olive Garden, loves- and I hate it so much. See, I'm with Nicole. Uh, like Olive Garden gets a bad rap as being like real bogus Italian, like commercialized food. But man, every time I go to Olive Garden, it's pretty good, and I leave happy. I have a real 50-50 relationship with Olive Garden. Yeah, like, like half the time I'm there and I enjoy it. The other half I'm sitting there thinking, man, I'm better than this. <laughs> but then like I had a, uh, an interaction with Kerouac once where he was dogging on Nicole for like an Olive Garden. And I was like, Kerouac, you live in fucking Indianapolis. What, <laughs> what authentic Italian food are you getting in Indiana? Go to Olive Man, Garden. Indianapolis is the Olive Garden of places. <laughs> In here, we're family. So, come on. It's just fucking unremarkable. And, like, I can't get on board with paying, you know, $12 for a spaghetti entree when I can feed 17 people with $12 worth of spaghetti in real life. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. I know, like, all food has a markup at a restaurant, but nothing like fucking pasta. It just drives me crazy. It pisses me off. We didn't go there. Now, Cheesecake Factory brings with it another set of problems. Mainly the fact that motherfuckers that go to Cheesecake Factory act like it's the only restaurant in the world. So there's like, on a Friday or Saturday night in particular, there's a cartoonishly long wait and for the people, Cheesecake Factory. People are trying to get go to Cheesecake Factory and get laid. Yeah, exactly. Which, you know, respect. I get it. <laughs> I, I game recognized game. I appreciate that. That's fine. We, we, we've all been there. You fuck if you go to the Cheesecake Factory? Uh, like, I don't want to say it's pretty much a given, but... <laughs> <laughs> really? Would I, not have guessed. I don't want to say cheesecake... anyone is... I don't want to say it's mandatory, but... 
pretty likely. Like, Honestly, you know, would not have guessed that. Outlook good. Let's just put yeah, it that way. Yeah. But we roll up and they're like, okay, cool. No problem. It'll be a, an hour and five minute oh wait. Oh my God. And I'm like, Jesus. No, no. I'm, <laughs> look, the only thing I'm waiting an hour for in this life is like the next hour. <laughs> like, nothing else. It's, it's not going to happen. But they've also got, uh, they've got a bar. At that cheesecake factory, it has open seating. It's like a fucking chair. Seat opens up, and you fucking hop in there, mm-hmm. right? And it's not an unusual thing. Like pe- places have this, sure. You know? Yeah, fucking Chili's and, you know, has that. Exactly. Yeah. So like, but you know, I'm a fucking civilized human being. So we say, okay, cool. We got this little buzzer. Bear in mind, we also are on a bit of a time crunch. We got places we got to be. The show starts, you know, when it starts. So all right, let's just hang out. If we don't get a table at the bar soon, we can fucking bail. Let's just kind of hang out. So, like civilized humans, you stand, like, at the entry of the bar. And when a spot opens up, you mosey over, and you fucking have a seat. Yeah. That's how human beings are supposed to operate in polite society. Yeah, and there's a pecking order. You know, whoever got here first, and we all kind of acknowledge who was here first and who gets the next table. These fucking savages, y'all. <laughs> These fucking savages. We're like, we we saw we saw first with like one family, this fucking family that had like two kids with them. They walked into the bar and just stood behind like a pe- a couple that was eating their dinner. What? They just stood there waiting for them to move. Eventually, just giving them the stink eye the entire time. Kids crying. Like, Wait, get the fuck out of here! Like this, <laughs> this is not okay. And you would think to yourself, surely that is outlier behavior. But oh no. No, that became like the fucking norm. Like, we, you know, and granted, we played by the fucking rules and got in right away. This is how the, how the shit works. But we watched the couple next to us as they were getting kind of ready to go. Like uh, the, the to-go bag had come out. Like the leftover bag was out. You know, uh-huh. so they were kind of wrapping up. And this, this man and his wife came over. Presumably his wife. I don't know. And it's again, it's a couple. It's a four top, four uh, four high top seat. And this bitch puts her purse in one of the un in one of the empty chairs. Oh God! And just stands there. <laughs> and I'm like, "Are you fucking seeing this?" And Nicole's like, "Yeah." I go, "Well, for starters, you know that won't be happening to us, right?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, I know. Of course not." And I go, <laughs> "And two, if I'm that guy, I'm about to order another drink. Oh, there's no fucking way I'm leaving." Anytime soon. Mm-mm. If that bitch walks up and she puts her bag down on my table and I'm still fucking eating. Yeah, no. So, like, and again, it was a, it was all that shit, man. A couple of dudes pulled the same shit. I'm like, what you what? Who the fuck are you, garbage people? <laughs> it, was, it was it was it was god it was lawless. Fucking it was some scum and villainy bullshit. It was terrible. <laughs> we had a fine meal. Got in, got out, walked. Out uh, into the blistering cold, uh, waiting outside Zanies for a, exactly the right amount of time. Got in, saw the show. Great show. Kyle Kinane killed it. Lots of all, all new material, prepping for the next hour. It was all great. Nice. But Zanies has got a uh, a two item minimum. You, you got to buy shit once you get in there. Per head or per yes. table? Okay. Per head. And How like, do you enforce something like that? That's the thing. I always wonder about like the legality of that. Like, you, I, I don't understand because like it's not like the tickets for free. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know. I wonder if like 
by the end of the night, if you haven't gotten your two things, they'll charge you for, like, the minimum. Oh, no. But regardless, Nicola's getting crunk, so wasn't a problem. We got drinks. <laughs> <laughs> but now, um, I haven't really mentioned it on the show recently, but, like, I don't drink. Like, I'm not a boozer. I don't drink. Like, it's, just, it's not a thing that I, that I do. It's true. So Just heroin. Yes, yep. hardcore All the time. hair on cut with the, the only the purest <laughs> goes into these fucking veins. Shoot it in my veins. Well, you know, I'll, I'll take a couple diet cokes, but I don't give a shit. It's fine. But I'm like, no, 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 fine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna peruse. They have a little, uh, little section of uh, uh, non-alcoholic cocktail drinks or whatever, right? Ooh. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, okay, you know what? Fuck it. I'll have one of these. Uh, hmm. See, it's a hmm. The dream sickle. Hmm. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Whatever. I'll have. All right. I guess I'll have a dream sickle. The waitress comes over, takes Nicole's order, and then Nicole orders something called Yo Mama Juice. <laughs> <laughs> Which, here's the thing. You laugh because of the two, that is the more ridiculous name. <laughs> dream sickle versus Yo Mama Juice. But I right? can imagine Nicole ordering a Yo Mama Juice and not knowing what's in it whatsoever. Like she saw the name <laughs> and she's like, "I'll have three. And that's not too far off the mark. <laughs> she orders here your mama juice, and she looks at me, and I said, and I, I'll have a dream sickle. And this chick looks at me, she goes, oh, uh, okay, dream sickle, with a look in her eyes that suggested, would you like a dick-shaped straw to go with that, baby boy? <laughs> <laughs> like, the not even concealed contempt on her face <laughs> at bringing a grown man a dream sickle was hilarious and insulting at the same time. So See, up, that's when you, you have to pull the, oh, it's my uh, sober anniversary. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. gotcha. Yeah. yeah, two years ago, I I, I killed a kid. <laughs> yeah, hit rock bottom. <laughs> I, I, I hit a kid. It was at times. So you know what? Yeah, bring me my fucking cream and orange juice, lady. <laughs> but you know what? Maybe I'm, maybe I'm starting to feel like I want some Yo Mama juice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Four of Yo Mama juices, thank you. Make yeah. them doubles. Can I ask, is your son out tonight? <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah. Uh, it was it was great. It was a really good time. Had a fucking blast. Uh, it was awesome. The The next day, we had some time before we had to get the kids, so we started watching uh, The Punisher on Netflix. Um, it is real good. The first episode has some just killer choreography with some of the fight scenes. Man, it's 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 fucking great really really good i haven't uh, watched any of punisher and like, canceled <laughs> but remember what i was saying about bullseye being too attractive yes this definitely carries over to jigsaw well jigsaw it was super super attractive to begin with they did not make him punisher warzone jigsaw of course and that's what jigsaw should be <laughs> Yeah, you're not wrong about that. Like, they scar him up a little bit, but he's still like, like that guy's still getting laid. He's fucking yeah, you beautiful. Should, <laughs> you, you should never want to fuck Jigsaw. Yeah, that that guy is totally still getting laid. Yeah, like, but he's also, I feel like he's more of a psycho than Warzone Jigsaw. Um, uh, have you watched that movie now? <laughs> uh, yeah, at least twice. <laughs> You're trying to tell me that Jigsaw isn't a psycho? 
I was talking to a guy at work today about the Punisher show, and I'm like, yeah, that's great. But here's the thing. I'm pretty sure Punisher Warzone is still on Netflix. Uh, watch that first, because it's a fucking treasure. Yeah. So good. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, and then uh, last thing, man, I've still been playing some Red Dead Redemption. And uh, life's been real hard since I walked into St. Denis. It's like the first kind of big city you come to. And they really do a really good job of kind of, you know, highlighting the claustrophobia of it all. Like you go from these wide open roads to like these tight city streets. And it's, I think it's meant to look, uh, looks a lot like New Orleans, has that kind of French right. vibe to it. Uh, and the first day I'm playing in St. Denis, uh, I get fucking robbed <laughs> and they, they steal $300 from me. Oh, fucking, man, you got got. I ended up, uh, and, and, I, and they dumped me in a fucking cemetery, so I couldn't even get my revenge. Jesus. Which, I've had some shit happen before, but I can always get them back, and they're gone. <laughs> You're lucky you didn't I, get buried alive. I, I did, uh, a couple weeks ago, I rolled up on a house, and this guy's like, come on inside! And him and his wife, who I think was probably also his sister, uh, drug me, and I woke up in a mass grave. <laughs> but I was very much near the house so I walked back to the house in the rain it was very very atmospheric and I kicked open the door with a shotgun and I fucking blew the dude away then I hogtied the woman stole all their shit, stole my shit back and then picked her up put her on the back of the horse and she's talking shit the whole time you know, talking about like, yeah I can't believe you killed him all this and that but then when I got back to the mass grave because that was what I was going to fucking do. Go on. <laughs> I dropped her in the hole, and her, she, her tone changes immediately. She's like, no, not here. Anything but here. Not right now. <laughs> and then I stabbed her seven times. <laughs> oh. Oh. Wow. Red does some good shit. You go, don't, don't fuck with me. All right? I, I'm, I'm generally playing pretty white hat, okay? Like, my honor bar is real high, but these bitches tried to kill me, so they had to go. <laughs> but most tragically of all, Upon my time in St. Denis, was I inadvertently found myself in a scuffle with the law. Didn't mean to. Like Sometimes that's what happens in St. Denis. Sometimes yeah. that's what happens. And the heat got real hot. <laughs> I ended up trying to flee the town. Didn't work. Got cornered. And they killed my horse. Oh, no. Damn. And I was fucking devastated. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, you had a horsey? I had a horsey. And like and it's, it was it was my horse from the beginning of the game. So we bonded oh, been through some shit. Like like you I, knew just how to ride it. Yeah, I named him Ball Stomper. RIP <laughs> <laughs> right, Ball Stomper. Too, it says, you know, feed Ball Stomper, Pat Ball Stomper. <laughs> just, and I can't you can't get it back. The sons of bitches killed Ball Stomper. <laughs> So, do you have Ball Stomper 2 now? Uh, I Ball Smasher. <laughs> oh, I like it. <laughs> Somebody's going to get their ball smashed in old St. Like, Denis. You know, I, got, I got killed, too, and I was far less concerned when Arthur died. Arthur came right back, but I, and when he kind of spawned back, and I realized Ball Stomper was dead. I said, whoa! What? Wait, what? And Nicole says, she's like, what's wrong? I go, they killed Ball Stomper! <laughs> <laughs> What in the fuck are you talking about? I go, my sweet horse, my sweet, sweet boy that killed ball stomping, you sons of bitches. Sweet, sweet boy. And she just shook her head and walked away. 
My sweet he, boy died in St. Denis. Never heard of soul, old ball stomper. I was more sad when Ball Stomper died than when my grandma did. (laughs) To be fair, I spent a lot more time with Ball Stomper these past few weeks. (laughs) It was a fucking bummer. But life goes on. Now Ball Smasher rides again. So it's going to be fine. We're going to get there. I think, uh, you know, may not be as good as the original, but it's going to be okay. (laughs) Got some fond memories. Me and Ball Stomper. This one goes out to Ball Stomper. <laughs> like dragging that psycho lady out to the, the mass grave. Or collecting on debts of people that loan money to the wrong people. <laughs> Roll up to a house and beat the shit out of a guy in front of his wife and child. Lee, <laughs> it's Ball Stomper from Beyond the Grave. <laughs> what was that, Ball Stomper? I just wanted to tell you one more time that I love you as much as apples. I think it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be alright. Ball Smasher's gonna take care of you. I think it's gonna be alright. Goodbye, okay. Lee. <laughs> Goodbye. We're out for you, Ball Stomper. Bye. <laughs> That's what they call in the game, folks. A yes and. <laughs> That's all I got, man. What's up, Nice? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Here we go. Uh, Where's my document? Let's see. Okay. So, um, realized that Glass was coming out, and I remember Jose and I saw Unbreakable, you know, together in theaters when it first came out, you know, some 19 years ago. No shit. And, and, you know, um, you know, Shyamalan had his ups and downs, definitely a lot more downs than ups, but... You know, we got to kind of interact with him at C2E2 that one year. He was there with, what, Wayward Pines? And then we shot that Unbreakable 10th Anniversary panel at New York Comic Con. And then all of a sudden, they just drop glass on us in the middle of January after, uh, you know, spoiler alert, the the ending to Split kind of revived talks of an Unbreakable sequel. So we went and, well, first, uh, none of us had seen Split. So we got a copy of Split, and we binge-watched that. We, uh, Me and Mary actually started from the beginning. We rewatched Unbreakable, watched Split, which right. was really good. Uh, I wish I had seen it like right when it came out, so that you know all the, the secrets and the twists and all that would have been a surprise. But still, a really good movie. I really dig McAvoy's performance. and um, That guy's really good. Really man. good. And uh, Casey, the the final girl, essentially, uh, is Anya Taylor-Joy, and she's really good. She's supposed to be magic in that New Mutants movie that's never going to get released. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah she's really good. Thing. Just really interesting face. And uh, so Glass came out, and we hit that up, and it's so weird that, like, 19 years have passed since Unbreakable. Uh you know, Split came out three years ago, and then it's kind of okay. Now, now we've got Glass. Like all this time waiting, and then oh, here it is. So it 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 felt like that when watching the movie. That it was like, could you imagine if Shyamalan's career hadn't taken the dump that it did? We could have seen Glass. You know, two thousand five, two thousand six, sure. two thousand seven. Who knows? But. I think 
waiting as long as they did added to it because it definitely added some seasoning to all the actors. Like they brought back uh, the son from Unbreakable, who like has this square jawed head, but he still has the same face from Unbreakable. So it's like a it looks like a weird face swap. Is it the same actor? Yeah, same actor, same actor. That's pretty cool. Uh, and man, like. Without wanting to spoil Split, and definitely not wanting to spoil Glass, uh, it, it was a it's a cool ending to what could possibly be a trilogy, if you know the events of Split. Hypothetically, yes, hypothetically. Uh, I don't know what to say other than that, but uh, a lot of cool stuff in it. Uh, Bruce Willis not necessarily trying very hard, you know, because that's his thing, but still kind of <laughs> still kind of doing great. And Sam Jackson's wild, and McAvoy uh, McAvoy does a lot of the heavy lifting, but it's good. It's it's really cool, and it kind of there's commentary on uh, how you know superheroes and superhero movies have changed over the past twenty years. Because when Unbreakable came out. What did we have? We had the Tim Burton and Joel Schumacher Batman movies, the Christopher Reeve Superman, and then X-Men and Blade. Blade, yeah. Like, had Spider-Man. Spider-Man hadn't even come out yet. So it was ahead of its time. And then, you know, 20 years later, look where we're at. There is a great line in there spoken by Sarah Paulson, who plays the, the doctor that's kind of overseeing all of them. And it just it just dogs on Comic Con, <laughs> 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 which is funny because we saw M Night Shyamalan at at least two Comic Cons. But uh, I still appreciate the dig a whole lot. Um, I was cleaning my office a while back. I got the the 2017 NECA Pennywise and had him up on one of my my floating shelves from IKEA, and he was off balance and he took a dive. And I lost the little paper sailboat that he had as an accessory. Couldn't find it for months. Fucking so sad. Yeah. Couldn't find it. And I'm I, I'm vacuuming the other day. I vacuum underneath. Like, I've got this little shelving unit with uh, banker's boxers in it. Banker's boxes in it. And I'm vacuuming, and I hear, like, a crunch. I'm like, oh, that sounds harder than just, like, some dust or hair or something. And... I, I hear the thing like clacking around inside the vacuum and I open it up and I look inside and lo and behold, there's the little SS Georgie sailboat inside that's, the vacuum. That's awesome. And then we're at Target later that night and have Lee, have you checked out the NECA section that they've got at Target now? Yeah. It's yeah, like it's pretty impressive. Even like, like uh even ours, which we don't have like a great target, but there it is. They're they're trying, man, and apparently NECA employees stock those. Like, that's not Target. That's all merchandised by NECA people. Huh. And uh, they had the 1990 Tim Curry Pennywise just sitting on the shelf, Ultimate Edition. And I begged my poor wife to buy it for me. So now, <laughs> now I've got both Pennywises. I'm still waiting to do some unboxings of my Christmas presents, but I'll also include my new NECA Pennywise in that, and I'm super excited to open it. 
Uh, man, NECA is just doing so much cool shit right now. Those gremlins, they just came out with an ultimate stripe. They've got the ultimate gremlin with the the popcorn bags and the sunglasses. Yeah, I dig that the, the stripe has, like, hair hair, right? Yeah, yeah. That's nah, fucking cool. And, man, I am doing everything I can to... Uh, get noticed by the, all the toy senpais on Twitter and being like, "Hey, hey, um, we're gonna be at Toy Fair in February. Hope to hope to see you there." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get to go to the NECA booth last year because I was editing, but I'll make a point to see it this year. That was <laughs> the some of the coolest shit that we shot at Toy Fair, but I didn't actually get to see in person. Were when they uh, showed the prototypes for the Pennywise figures. Yeah, I was stoked. Yeah. Super stoked. Uh, little TV recap. Uh, Good Place is awesome. It's got one episode left. or It's basically got the season finale left, which is a bummer. So but, man, they are, they're just killing it lately. And then the one-two punch of Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Good Place on the same night that uh, – have you seen the most recent episode of Nine-Nine, Lee? Uh, I think the only one I saw so far is the premiere. So when they're at the resort, gotcha. and Holt's there. Oh, that one was this so good. And next... so Amy does the the Holly Gennaro role play. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't want to spoil it for you, but there is a great cold open that sets up the whole episode of the uh, most recent episode, and it's fantastic. Uh, and then besides that. Orville going hard, man. That show is so good. Orville man. didn't need to go so hard. Like it could be a lot more jokey than it is, but they take themselves seriously, man. Like it's a funny show with uh funny takes on on common like Star Trek tropes, but it's a legit show unto its unto its own where apparently Star Trek Discovery is kind of taken some leads from Orville now. I've seen like clips where they're doing like funny little like elevator scenes and shit like that. It's like, man, Orville's huh. doing Star Trek better than Star Trek is lately. But the most amazing thing we found out about the Orville is on the episode two weeks ago, they kind of say goodbye to this character. And it's weird because it was like the second episode in. It's like, why would they be getting rid of this character so soon? Come to find out. Seth MacFarlane can't keep his dick to himself Uh-oh. and was dating the cast member. Things didn't turn out so great. So she said, peace out. Uh-oh. <laughs> really? The only thing that's going to ruin that show is Seth MacFarlane and his dick. And okay, then, but like, not in a creepy way, just like they yeah, were in a relationship right. and didn't work out. Correct. Correct. That's okay. good. But right, still, okay. like, he's executive producer and the star... And the creator, so like, if if you get into a relationship with him and it goes bad, like, sorry, you you're gonna have to leave, and that stinks. So like, maybe maybe don't dip your dip your paint in the in the company ink there. Yeah, maybe <laughs> dip, dip your pen. And then I wonder what the f- hell that was about. Come to find out that. Um, Scott Grimes and Adrian Palicki are engaged. Just got engaged. Huh. Would you have ever guessed? <laughs> no. Sure wouldn't. So that's my little Orville update for the week. Uh, we finally uh, pulled the plug on MoviePass. Like, MoviePass was doing everything in its power 
to actively prevent us from seeing movies. Jesus. You know, they would give us certain movies that you could see on certain days, and then in the morning they would tell you the certain show times at the certain theaters that you could see these certain movies. Fuck off. But then at noon, all those showings would be gone. So, like, if you work for a living, fuck you, you're not getting any tickets during the week. And it's even harder during the weekend. And and they don't care. They're, they're not only making the service worse, but sending advertising emails and push notifications. Like, you could tell which movies have made a deal with them because... They're the movies that are available all week. And I'm sorry, I don't want to see the upside. <laughs> I especially don't want to see it because they gave you money, Movie Pass. And we all know you're bad at it. Now, the true test is going to be if us canceling actually worked. Because nothing oh, else man. has worked. Charge for that shit, burn it to the ground. Oh, so bef- before the show tonight, I'm thinking my debit card expires in april but it it seems like the account would recharge itself the first week of february so i'm almost thinking about contacting my bank and tell them i lost my bank card so they'll cancel the card send me a new one and then and then when movie pass tries to uh, pull some shit and charge us for another year. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Like, it sucks that you have to assume that they try to fuck you, oh. but they're probably trying well, to fuck you. Well, because we've seen, we've seen where people have been like, hey, I canceled. Why am I getting charged again? Like, I, I, I'm almost positive it's going to happen. To the point where I want to go into both of our MoviePass accounts, and if I don't uh, kill the credit card, you know, like change the number in the account by one digit or something. I ah. don't know. Something to prevent them from fucking us over. Uh, in the past week, I've watched two different documentaries on Fire Festival a total of three times <laughs> because <laughs> Mary fell asleep during the Hulu one, so we had to watch that one again. <laughs> uh, have we talked about this at all? I feel like you might have mentioned it a little bit. So. Uh, I originally saw a week or so ago the ad for the Netflix one. I was like, oh, man, that's cool. I'm all about that. And then Hulu was like, oh, you like that? Well, we have one coming out uh, five days earlier. And also the people who made the Netflix version were actively involved in planning Fire Festival. So, uh, yeah, maybe you should watch ours instead. I'm like, oh, I love it. All right, then. (laughs) So yeah, the Hulu one is a lot more forthcoming with uh, some of those details. And then you look at the Netflix one and they have all this crazy 4K behind the scenes footage and you're like, "Oh, that's interesting. How would they how would they get all of that footage?" And you realize it's the same guys that shot it and produced it originally. Shot like their that's- their commercial and and they don't mention it at all in the Netflix version. They don't like they interview people that were, you know, p- that are part of the story but are also executive producers on that documentary, but they don't tell you. How shitty is that? Huh. But then like the Hulu version, they paid the dude Billy McFarland 
the the main guy they paid him 250 grand or he says they paid him 250 grand for an interview so there's some some weird shit going on both sides but i say if you're interested at all watch both of them because you get different perspectives in each one and each one is is wildly different in as far as style goes uh Real interesting stuff. Like they could keep coming out with Fire Festival documentaries for the next year, and I'd watch them. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, man, uh, I hate to bring this up because it is such a touchy subject on the internet. Oh, <clears throat> and and Jose dropped it in the the podcast message late last week, but we didn't really talk about it because I had already aired out my thoughts on Twitter. This Ghostbusters three. So, yeah. so Jason Reitman, Ivan Reitman's son, who also directed Juno and Up in the Air and a couple other things, uh, has has a pitch for a Ghostbusters three, not a not a reboot, a, a continuation of the first two movies, and they released a teaser for it. And uh, full speed ahead, as far as we can tell, they're going to have everybody who is alive involved, and it's going to come out in twenty twenty. I'm no fan of that. 2016 reboot i like all the people involved i like all of the ingredients but they ended up making something that resembled hot garbage it's just like at its absolute best it's okay right like i said on twitter like i don't hate it i i used hyperbole when i said i hate it but it just kind of happened to me um but i kind of don't like that Sony is getting out of it like I think they need to go stand in the corner for a few more years before they're like ah hey we're gonna do (laughs) Ghostbusters (laughs) 3 everybody because you know what you could have done Ghostbusters 3 when Harold Ramis was still alive but no so I'm yeah. a little, but it wouldn't be the same movie because now we're gonna get the fallout from Bill Murray killing killing Harold Ramis. <laughs> exactly, like drowned it, him in a bathtub. It might be good. It it'll probably be good. I had no idea that they Sony forced Ivan Reitman out of the reboot. Like they didn't want him to have any involvement whatsoever. That was there, a great idea. There's a lot of crap that went that went on behind the scenes. At Sony on that reboot that I feel like there needs to be more of a penance. You don't get to come back so quick with uh, a Ghostbusters 3. Like, I almost think you should be forced to make a, a Ghostbusters 2 <laughs> reboot uh, with with the cast that you had. But suffice, suffice it to say, that's not going to happen. And then... You um, made your bed now fucking Exactly. And then I don't know how much we wanted to talk about this. We... Uh, talked about it a little bit as a possible future top six but the academy awards nominations came out today and black panther nominated for best picture and all of us are kind of like yeah i don't think so (laughs) yeah like i mean like 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 i said on twitter i think that shitty cgi rhino takes it out of contention oh i'm with you well for sure shitty cgi rhino and then you betcha uh, yeah Costume design, you betcha. Production design, fuck yeah. Cultural sure. relevance. 100%. Yeah. But yeah. It's also one of those weird things. I don't really know how how that shit works. Because it's like, 
Okay, we're going to nominate you for seven awards, meaning that we think that you are the best shit at seven categories, but not best director. Right. Like, how does how does the movie how do they suck the movie's dick so hard, and Ryan Coogler doesn't get a best director nod? Well, I I wouldn't say it was very impressive well, from a direction uh, standpoint. Uh, best director, well, are there the only five? Puts all that shit together. Best director, there's yeah. only five nominees, right? Well, like they put like the director makes all that shit work together. That's the whole fucking job of the director. So like, yeah, I used to think that it was kind of customary for the director of all of the best picture nominee nominations to also be nominated for best director. Like, I feel like it was only in recent years where they kind of went away from that. Like it wasn't Maybe part wrong, of the rules. But it feels like that seemed like a weird, th- weird place to draw the line. Well, uh, what, uh, uh, my theory is, I feel like, pro- like for big movies like this, I think producers handle a lot more. You may be right about that. Well, and remember, they were talking about including a popular movie category way back when, and then everybody like, everybody was like, "Oh, that's fucking stupid." <laughs> so maybe they were like, "Okay, well, let's just throw Black Panther in for Best Picture since nobody wanted that most popular." category and they can nominate 10 movies for best picture but i believe director there's only five spots so that would make yes. sense as to why maybe kugler got snubbed honestly i i still would have put spider-verse way ahead of black panther spider-verse is something else like it it might be one of those cases where 15, 20 years from now, we look back at Spider-Verse as this revolutionary thing that kind of changed movies, but I think didn't, we will. didn't get the recognition from the Academy when they could have. Kind of, you no, because I think that movie's going to birth an entire new generation of animators. Yeah, the, the Academy misses the boat on a lot of shit. Like, they, what did they give Scorsese Best Director for? Was it The Aviator? When they could have yes. given it to him for Goodfellas, or like they gave a uh, best actor to Leo for The Revenant, when he they he probably should have gotten it for Wolf of Wall Street, or before that, they they're usually pretty bad about missing the boat. People really give them crap for giving Crash um, best film the year Blah. Crash came out. I liked Crash a lot. But it might it might be colored by the fact that we got to see that as part of uh, film school. We got to see it on like the Universal backlot in a little private screening theater. It was pretty dope. Uh, Crash is dope. cool. I like, I like Crash. Yeah, but the the you're not thinking of the Crash where people fuck each other's wounds, are you? <laughs> no. The That's mainstream opinion movie. of Crash has soured since it won uh, Best Picture. Like I can't fucking think of what that award is. So yeah, that's about it that's... for me. Right on. Fucking tell us the story, Kelly. How's life? You guys, I met an old friend again yesterday. Who's that? Oh man. Fired up. Uh Fist in the North Star Lost Paradise oh, for nice. the first time in a while. Oh. Downloaded like some update stuff. So I you know, leave my little uh hideout thing go talk to this kid who usually when you like download new stuff it'll he'll give you like hey here's this new gift pack you got and I'm like okay cool 
But so I talked to him and he goes, Hey, you should go back in your house. Someone stopped by to say hi. I'm like, all right. Walk back <laughs> in my house. You know who's who's sitting on a table just waiting for me? Who's that? Ha! My favorite property manager. <laughs> Nugget. Nugget came by to say hello. Now that's from a different now, is it That's because, from Yakuza Zero. <laughs> is it because you have that that game that save data? I don't know. <laughs> Holy shit, Nugget is crossing games to find you. <laughs> I was very excited to see Nugget yesterday. <laughs> Nugget's like, Kelly, shit has gone bad over in Yakuza. We got to go. <laughs> Kelly, what happened? We got we squatters. We apocalyptic world now. <laughs> oh, so that was cool. And then also, like, great. I was running around and I ran into another character from Yakuza today. So I was like, what the fuck? Some That's kind of did, awesome. Yeah, they did some sort of update recently where they're like, let's just dump a bunch of Yakuza shit in this game. <laughs> <laughs> if you like Fist of the North Star, you might like Yakuza. Well, I, I mean, you might as well. Yeah. It's just, Fist of the North Star is just a Yakuza game <laughs> reskinned to be Fist of the North Star. I still love that you can change your character skin and just play this Kiryu from, from Yakuza. <laughs> Because it is the it is the same voice actor. Because like there is an English option, but once I learned that the voice of Kiryu is the voice of Kinshiro, I was like, oh fuck, yeah, no, I'm I'm Japanese language track all the way. So yeah, I've been playing that. Um, I finally on Sunday, I believe it was, beat the main story mode for Smash Brothers. Thirty six hours for that. That's kind of great. I'm still yeah. chugging away. Fighting a bunch of motherfuckers on a train right now. Nice. Okay. <laughs> what well, is there something in Red Dead about uh like Ku Klux Klan Draculas or something? Um, I haven't seen any I know there are clansmen. I haven't seen them yet. I haven't seen a Dracula. I did kill a uh, not, I, I did fight a vampire last night. Oh shit. Ah. Like I I was walking around, and some of the townspeople were like, the, uh, somebody walking around in, the, in St. Denis again. They were like, oh, did you hear? They found another body with two holes punctured in its neck. And I'm like, wait, wait, hold the fucking phone. Is there That's a, a vampire Dracula. in this fucking city? And so I looked it up, and sure as shit there is. You got true-blooded. <laughs> yep. And uh, like, it's one of those things that they do in these Rockstar games that, like, it's impossible. Like, I, I don't, like, I don't guide online much right like i don't look online for shit for much but in order to trigger the vampire encounter you have to find five of these like graffiti things uh, scrawled into the city all over saying like it'd be impossible to find them without it like i don't know how the fuck they expect anybody to do it but you find them all and then he kind of figures out based upon the clues where the thing's going to be next and sure as shit you go and find these he's sucking on some blood and then you stab, you shoot him in the fucking face, and steal this cool ass knife. <laughs> it's wild, man. Good. And apparently, there's also a werewolf. I have not seen him yet, but apparently, there is a werewolf. There's also I saw when the game like first came out on IGN's YouTube that there is a like scientist trying to make weird Frankenstein monsters. You can find that's cool. It's a hell of a game, man. It's very uh. Very immersive. I, I dig it. It's a fun game. 
but like I can definitely see where it can take over your life if you let it. <laughs> Speaking of, we're one week out, gentlemen. Oh Fucking no, Kingdom Hearts three next week. Oh Jesus, it's been uh, it's been a hot minute. I'm very excited about it. So you're not gonna do the whole playthrough all of them? Uh, I actually did that not I mean not too long ago I I finished uh, one of those. Oh okay, cool. Yeah. Like cuz I it's been so long and I hadn't even played some of the kind of like little obscure ones like the the Dream Drop Distance or whatever. Yeah. I have those PS3 collections just finished those up the other day. Or a couple months ago now I guess. But like like that's important. Like you need to do that. Like I can't imagine just reading one of those like here's everything you need to know to catch you up. I'm like no. No, that's impossible. Like that's not going to be enough at all. Like I talked to a little to Mary a little bit on Twitter, and she's like, "This sounds kind of nuts." I'm like, "No, oh, no, no, it's great, but you can't you can't read that and then play Kingdom Hearts three. I can't imagine anything in the world like less accessible <laughs> than just trying to start with that. Like, it's like uh, somebody at work talked about walking into one of the ladies uh, walking into Infinity War and be like, "I didn't know what was going on in that Avengers movie." You go well. <laughs> No, you sure didn't. <laughs> you sure didn't. I remember when I was a kid, I was debating what video game system I wanted between a GameCube and a PS2. And it's like, all right, PS2 has this Kingdom Hearts game. It looks pretty cool. Uh, but GameCube has this Godzilla fighting game. <laughs> let me, let, let me tell you. Let me tell you something. I bought a GameCube. <laughs> And that Godzilla fighting game was pretty <laughs> rad. I respect that. Because I remember also a big part of it was I was like, well, you know, the PS2 is a DVD player. And my dad was just like, we can just buy a DVD player. <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> Aren't those like a billion dollars? Remember the first when I got my PS2, my stepdad bought it for me for Christmas. And it had um, uh, GTA Vice City and uh, the first Dragon Ball uh, Budokai game. Nice. Which is a solid introduction. Not bad. Yeah. Speaking of Dragon Ball, uh, this past Thursday, I saw the Dragon Ball Super Brawly movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. I saw that, too. That was a very good time. I saw that shit on IMAX. It was kind of awesome. Nice. I bet the scene where they broke the universe and started fighting in the blade looked really cool. Yeah. And it was like number three or number four at the box office this weekend. This shit was packed when I went. It was kind of nuts. Yeah, that movie ruled. I really liked how it was kind of just Toriyama being like, all right, all these things from the movies are now canon. And it was, um, and I was talking to a friend of mine about this. Like, it's super accessible. Yes, very much so. Like the 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 very beginning of it, it's like this little prologue that kind of sets the stage for kind of the rules of the Saiyan world. Like if you don't know what it is, and if you do know what it is, it's some shit you haven't seen before. So it's man, it's I love fresh. all that old Saiyan shit. I really want them to do more stuff on the Saiyan world. It was really cool, man. And the and the and the, the only thing about the movie that I'll say was kind of a bummer was that it's it's um really uh, visually inconsistent. Yes. Like in some moments, like the fight scenes in particular, like it's it's breathtaking to look at. Like it's just absolutely stunningly gorgeous. 
But then some of the sitting around stuff, like it looks like maybe kind of on par with like Dragon Ball Z and that animation is 20 some odd years old. There's other parts of the fight scenes where like it kind of looked like they just made it using the Dragon Ball Fighters engine. Yeah, it's weird. It's very inconsistent. But man, when it's on, it's fucking on. Like it looks amazing when it looks good. Great. Yeah, overall, really fun time at the movies. Uh, I re- if you're a Dragon Ball fan, I-, I recommend it. Though I will say, they did drop one of my favorite dumb things from Dragon Ball stuff in that Uh-oh. movie. I didn't like that now Broly isn't mad at Goku anymore because Goku was always crying by him when he was a baby. <laughs> what? That's one of my favorite dumb justifications from the original Broly movie. Is That's why Broly hates Goku so much, is because they were in the same pods next to each other. Yeah. And Goku just always cried when he was a baby, like That's all hilarious. the time. And Broly just held that resentment for all these years and still hated Goku because of that. That's retarded. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I loved it so much. That's right. It's pretty great. But it's a good, it's a good time, man. Like, uh, and I wouldn't say this about many of those movies in particular, but like, I would recommend this to someone who doesn't know shit about Dragon Ball. Like, it's yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's just a cool movie. Uh, I really hope for the next one they do cooler because I love cooler. And yeah, hopefully and I mean, they the, can make it work. And yeah. hopefully in the next one, they change some of their voice casts. <laughs> At least one yeah. of them. <laughs> you can change Broly pretty easily. Because that dude barely talked. Yeah, just screamed a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but no you just screams. straight up called Goku a dumbass at the beginning of the movie. That was kind of great. Yeah. Because, boy, what a dumbass. <laughs> Big dumb dummy. Big dumb brain damaged idiot. All right, so uh, we got some some voicemail, right? Oh yes, we do. Yes, we do. And and email. Email. Oh, Stimpy. Yeah, if you want to send us a voicemail, pick up your fucking phone and call six one six nine five one one pop, and we'll read them on the air. Or email us um, an MP three attachment to popcast at pages dot com. Just yeah, as good. That's actually what I've got here right now. We've also got. Uh, Zero sent in two emails. One is his top six, and another one he sent in. Is this in MP3, right? Ju- oh, it's an MP3? Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, well, fuck. I don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you knew that. No. I uh, He messaged me, and he said that there's two emails, but I, I never checked. I will forward it to you now. Okay, well, forward, forward that to me, and we'll play this other voicemail that we received today. Uh, I don't know who it's from, but it says from the area code is from Parts Unknown. So let's see. Parts Unknown? I was born for privilege, and I acknowledge that privilege, and that privilege allows me the agency to attack the injustice, poisoning this universe, and keep coming. Not to ask, but to receive consent. Not to want, but just to end toxic masculinity. I am the alpha. I am the beta. I am... The ultimate social justice warrior. On this day, the day we celebrate the most powerful social justice warrior in the galaxy. The King, Martin Luther King Jr., the entity who had a dream. I speak to you about the living nightmare into which we have fallen. I... Woke Kogan and the ultimate 
social justice warrior. And the timeline of the ultimate social justice warriors Twitter feed has been consumed with the depiction of MAGA child and indigenous warrior in a battle of the mind's eye triggering the outrage of a thousand microaggressions. (laughs) If only the ultimate social justice warrior could transfer his or her spirit via the astral plane and become one with the cold marble of the Lincoln Memorial, you little social justice warriors would have seen the greatest victory since the year of our warrior, 2008. Do you, Kogan, find yourself shackled by the beliefs of the far right? Do you, Kogan, find yourself conflicted with the safe space of the liberal left? Whatever your pronouns may be, why restrict yourself to the binary of the mainstream media? When you can rise above all and feel the power of the ultimate social justice warrior. Oh, okay. he's really on a He's still going. <laughs> I too have a dream, little social justice warriors. We give ourselves to the universe and gorilla press slam the racism of eternity. We leave our bodies and log out of Twitter instead of doxing MAGA child. I will send the power of the ultimate social justice warrior down everyone's throat. Woke Hogan, and you will feel the injustice inside of you. Love is the most powerful weapon we have. You will shed this mortal coil of distractions and focus on the true evil, cursing the solar system. Take controls, Woke Hogan, and live every day like it's MLK Day. Oh. <laughs> oh my Holy god, shit. I'm sweaty. Well, thank you for the nice words. It's always nice to hear from a fan. I huh? love it. It's great. It's great. Uh, so here is Zero's voice. Wait, now. no, no, no. Fuck that. Hey, wait. We're going to let that marinate for a second. Because she was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> was very, fucking ridiculous. I love that very much. Well, let's unpack in that. Little, yeah, little, a lot to unpack. A little long, you know. Keep it a little shorter next time. Ultimate social justice warrior. Yeah. I do. I, every now and then, he kind of verged into like Fozzie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I could probably see that whoever recorded that probably did it in one take and probably sweat and drooled all over their keyboard. And just probably went in and out of voices as it went, but you know, you just, sometimes you just gotta commit. Hey, you just gotta keep going. You gotta, yeah. you gotta fucking go for it. You know, maybe after a few weeks, uh, Ultimate Social Justice Warrior will find his voice. You know, like if I, I like uh, good sentiment, but just t- tone it down a notch, man. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> like, like we're all on the same team here, but fucking bro. Like, I appreciate the message, but maybe the messenger needs to just recalibrate a little bit. Let's just chill a little bit. Chill a little bit. Like, we get it. It's great. Like, we're all friends here. Uh, fuck that kid, man. That, that kid's the worst, for sure. 
but you know, slow your roll, man. Make you know what? I think uh, maybe if uh, the ultimate soul does this, where he took up some meditation, got, got, a little, got a little zen, maybe, maybe be okay, maybe all go. right. But yeah, I hope this is not the last we hear from this ultimate social justice warrior. Jesus, fuck, that's great. All right, what's zero got to say? Zero. <laughs> yeah, that that up, made me population? sweat. It's zero. I got to get something off my chest. Something oh. that might be a bit controversial. Fantasy football is a bunch of lies. <laughs> You're picking real people who are real athletes, playing real sports, and ranking them by their real performance. That's not fantasy, it's just a lot of real bullshit. Now, you want fantasy? I got you. Ladies and gentlemen, and population members of all pronouns, welcome to Season 3 of Actual Fantasy League Sports. That's right, we're back and bigger than ever. It's not just Marvel vs. DC, it's Disney vs. Warner Brothers. It's not just one sport, it's the fucking Olympics. As always, Full rules and signups are available at atzinc.org slash sports. That's A-T-Z-I-N-C dot org slash sports. Drop a package like that, fantasy football. Oh, oh man. Oh. Oh. Just just when we get out of regular fantasy football, here comes actual fantasy sports. Coming back. Yep. Love it. Oh, I was already there because zero doesn't fuck around. Uh, okay, all right. So I'm at the website now at zinc.org slash sports. Disney versus Warner Brothers. That's right, everyone. You want Bugs Bunny? Draft him. Boba Fett? He's here. You want Cinderella and Wolverine on the same team? Do it. That said, if you think it's necessary, be sure to clarify which version of a character you're using. MCU Thanos is pretty different than 616 Thanos. At the same time, Darth Vader is kind of Darth Vader. <laughs> you don't need to specify which one you're talking about. You do judgment here. It's a little, little orphan Annie. To be clear, you can't mix Marvel and Warner Brothers. He says how it works. This season is pretty different. As usual, we start out with one week of team drafting. You pick three characters from Disney or Warner Brothers and enter them below. However, you won't know what the first game is until next week's podcast when drafting is closed. The podcast host will go through everyone participating and award medals to the three who do the best. A gold medal is worth three points, silver two points, and bronze one point. At the end of the season, the highest scoring Disney and Warner Brothers teams will go to the final game and the winner of which wins the season. Each week is a different game announced at the end of the segment on the podcast. Once the game is announced, you can log into the site and choose which of your characters will participate in that game. Anyone can join and play, but unlike past seasons, you can only have one team because there are no brackets this season. That means everyone gets to play each week, lessening the need for multiple teams per person. As you chosen which characters will participate that week, you can contact the podcast with your reasonings and arguments as to why you think your team would win and why the others would lose. And then email to podcast at penultonpages.com or leave a voicemail, 616-951-1-POP. Like it? Dig it. This is cool. This is real cool. All right, then uh, it says if you, um, by logging in and participating, uh, while your team will have three characters as usual, many of the team games are solo or duo events, and you'll have to choose which of your characters will participate. Ooh. To facilitate this, I've created the coach's room. There'll be a link at the front page to it. Uh, when you initially draft your team, you'll be assigned a password. Use that to log into the coach's room and choose who participates. You're a fucking magnificent nerd, Zero. <laughs> I love it. 
Uh, the character selection locks Friday at 9 p.m. Pacific, 12 a.m. Eastern. So you'll have three days to decide what characters you want to send into the upcoming game and four days to write up your reasonings. There's a big catch to this, though. Once you have sent a character to participate in a game, you can't send them in again until everyone else in your team has participated. Think of, the, uh, think of them as being tapped. For example, so you have Batman, Superman, and Flash on your team. You send, Batman, uh, send Superman in to complete a solo race, only afterward you find out that next week's game is a flying competition. Oh. Now you can't send Superman in until your other characters have participated in the game. Oh, man. Choose wisely who you select each week. If you do not select a character before the selection locks, you do not participate in that game. Also, as a note, the events are laid out in such a way that you'll always have enough people to participate, so don't worry about that. To be clear, Coach's Room is not available until next week after the draft is over. So, uh, And on that note, since, we're getting, since we participate, uh, what the fuck, potentially could have a lot of participation every week, depending on the number of drafted teams, um, let's keep those uh, reasonings minimal. <laughs> we need a little bit, but I don't need seven paragraphs about why the Flash will win a race. Good, good, good. I like that. Vetter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't need a fucking dissertation about why Superman's good at powerlifting. I get it. Yeah, you yeah. want Superman on your powerlifting event. Unless you're going to be on the show live, and then on the show live, like it's it's a discussion. But if we got to read it, you know, keep it brief, and keep then cool. and then we can battle it out for you if need be. I want. I mean, don't get me wrong. I want full participation. Sure, it's sure, a lot sure. of fun. But you know, I don't want to spend forty-five minutes doing this every week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The rules. These are friendly games. No violence, let alone murder. Likewise, normal, peaceful characters wouldn't be in for blood. All regular Olympic rules apply, so no tripping of the contestants. So or unsportsmanlike conduct. All events are co-ed, even if they aren't in the Olympics. Characters can use their powers so long as they don't break the rules of the game while doing so. Characters have their items on them, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the exceptions to the rules are time travel and alternate reality. Uh, all right, okay, fair enough. <laughs> to elaborate, uh, the Flash cannot win a swimming race by running on water. It's swimming, you have to swim. Nightcrawler cannot teleport the 10K race. It's a fucking foot race. Superman can't fly with a high jump, but he could use his leg strength to jump really fucking high. Uh, if Charles Xavier were doing equestrian dressage, he'd still have to get on that horse and make it dance. But he... <laughs> But he could use telepathy to do it. <laughs> yes, my horse. None of those, dance. None of those are actual events this season. Dance, <laughs> ball stomper. Dance. <laughs> I got my team in, guys. You already. Additionally, you already put it in. Oh yeah, it's in the top top uh, left hand corner. Where's the fucking Here link? What's the link? I'm not even done reading the rules, motherfucker. <laughs> Characters must be currently under their respective publisher. You King's Optimus Prime because Marvel doesn't publish Transformers comics anymore. Fair enough. Uh, a character can only be drafted to one team. So when someone picks them, you can't. However, you can still pick a different version of the character. Example, if Wolverine is drafted, you can pick Old Man Logan. For the sake of keeping things interesting, you can only have one character type per team. So Spider-Man and Spider-Gwen can't be on the same team. DC Speedsters, Storm Beta Ray Bill, etc. can't do that. Uh, your team will get extra consideration that they have an established history. Now, the referees include Uwatu and the rest of the Watchers, Dr. Manhattan, and Metron. These three may not be drafted. Additionally, all Olympic officials are watching us, too. Yes, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And he has a full list of uh, schedules here. Pretty fucking rad. It's a good time. So, yeah. Please do. Take a minute. Go to uh, at zinc.org slash sports. 
Uh, we'll put a link in the description for the episode too, uh, in case you need that. Uh, make your selections, make your team selections. And if uh, you don't get a chance to get in, we may extend this out. Because sometimes we, we can't upload the episode until later in the week. So if we need to extend out the draft, we totally can. Holy shit. That is a lot to read. It's a lot to read. A lot to take in. So, ha! Uh, Kelly's like to- te- Kelly's drafted team. Do we do we want to give it away? <laughs> oh yeah, we can, we can give it away. I I want with my good pal Warner Brothers. Uh, we'll be representing the center of the earth. Uh, my like team it. is a Batman, Bugs Bunny, and Bugs Bunny's close personal friend and teammate, Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Hopefully, they don't have to play baseball. Like, yeah. Interesting. Pretty good. Oh, Jose's this would be, be a lot of fun. Jose's going to be mad. <laughs> oh, like, what the fuck? Awesome. Why, why would you do this without me? <laughs> Whole fucking, fucking thing sucks. <laughs> well, better put an asterisk by this whole fucking season well, already. Put a fucking asterisk by this season. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> ES, like ESPN, the global leader in sports. <laughs> the whole thing's fucked. Oh, Jose. Sure, sure, sure. sure, sure. <laughs> Insane. Insane. It'll be a lot of fun. So, yeah, at zinc.org slash sports. We'll fucking do it up. Nice. You need fun. to queue up the uh, Space Jam music for me. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is a lot to take in, a lot to consider. Yeah. Come on, everybody, say hoop. There it is. <laughs> My eyes went kind of cross. Space Jam theme on a regular basis, guys. Uh, because at work, I put in the uh, Jack Jams station oh on Pandora God. in our rotation. And uh, that song plays on there a lot. Let me tell you something. The best station on Pandora, it's that Jack Jams station. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw out there, man. I'm just saying. Uh, uh, shit, did Disney still own Miramax? There it is. Yes. Come on, come on. <laughs> oh. Wow. The song of my people. What were you asking? Who owns what, Lee? Does Disney still own Miramax? Tech? Uh, I mean, Miramax doesn't exist any longer, but they own all of those properties, I believe. Because I believe, well, uh, it depends, because the Weinstein Company was when they kind of broke away. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay, but I'm going to say anything in that uh, Disney era counts. I mean, so you're taking the bride? Maybe. Maybe <laughs> fucking Vic Vega up in this bitch. <laughs> I don't think he'd be good at sports. <laughs> no, he one one of the events is drug mule. <laughs> <laughs> or so uh, your date has overdosed yes. and passed out. What are you gonna do? <laughs> I want to bring in the wolf from Pup Fiction. Now, <laughs> where do the fox characters fall in this? I don't think they fall into this at all. So I guess under that logic, you can't have like movie Wolverine, but you can have comic Wolverine. Yeah. All right. This, I think, I think you fu- you got a good team, Kelly, but you fucked up, and went too fast. This requires a lot more deliberation. No, no, I knew my team. I got it. I know right. exactly what I was doing. So, given that, let's move on. Uh, we got our our sweet top six this week. It might be the last top six we do for a while because we're going to be. Doing some of the sweet actual fantasy sports for, uh, looks like uh, through April 2nd he has a schedule. (laughs) 
Jesus. I also appreciate that he just kind of laid down this rules for how we're going to spend uh, the rest of the next uh, little bit on our podcast because he's a fucking brilliant genius. Yeah. So. Well, we we love actual fantasy sports, so yeah, yeah. It, it was it was good to assume that. Yeah, we will allow it zero. So yeah, zero says your team sounds good, Kelly. Nice. It does sound good. That I'm really glad good. that everyone's like, yeah, Michael Jordan, part of Warner Brothers. Well, I mean, yeah. it, it's hard to defend against that because he was in a goddamn Looney Tunes movie. He was. Yeah. He sure He's was. essentially like an honorary Looney Tune, Michael Jordan is. <laughs> I could have made my team Michael Jordan, Batman, and Wayne Knight. <laughs> <laughs> I like the team because Michael Jordan is one of the greatest athletes of all time. Um, Batman is a fucking crazy crime finding ninja, and then Bugs Bunny, his powers are infinite. He, he's a wild card. Yeah, like he can manifest pretty much anything. Yeah. Man, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be real good, you guys. I like it. All right. So this week, we did top six uh, superpowers. Yes. The stipulation being you can't pick six powers. It's like if you had to pick one. Yeah. You can't stack them. But what are the most appealing superpowers that you would like to have? And and we've got some explanations as to why or how you would use them in your life. So that's that's good. Yeah, and uh, this one, uh, this is one, maybe the easiest one you've ever done. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, not for nothing, put some thought into this before today. <laughs> 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 this kind of comes up a lot. Uh, I've been married a long time. Just uh, ask Nicole. This is a fairly regular thing we talk about. <laughs> uh, so, and these are fucking in order. It was easy. <laughs> in order. Uh, we're going to go uh, flight. For obvious reasons. No, fuck that. We're going to go invisibility at number six. Okay. Oh, so you're a pervert. <laughs> Sometimes I just yeah. want to let the fuck alone. Like, as like, a younger man, I probably would have picked invisibility. <laughs> <laughs> but in this in this climate, I don't know. No. Nah, see, I just don't want to be fucking bothered. Like, that. that's mostly that's most of it. Like, I want to chill out. Literally disappear for a little while. I you want to go to the Target and jerk off, and uh, <laughs> no one bother you. Well, like you yeah, want to be able to implied, Kelly. You want to be able to shit in peace without Jacks banging down the door. Yeah, yeah. that's part of it. Just like At just, the Walmart, just phantom poop falling from nowhere. <laughs> make a splash. Uh, number uh, five, we're going flight because you know. Who hasn't wanted to fly? The power of fucking flight, because I hate traffic. Now, problem with flight, you know, say I fly my happy ass to the grocery store and I got to carry all that shit back. That's not like a pain in the ass, which is why flight is below teleportation. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, Goku-style tra- teleportation. I don't need to be able to see where I'm going. That's some weak-ass nightcrawler shit. I just hop yeah, around. Instant transmission. Instant transmission all fucking day long. That's the way to go. Like, no... Like this, in the Broly movie, this son of a bitch teleported to another planet he'd never been on before. I want yeah. that teleportation power. That's the fucking jam. So, what's the difference? I I don't understand what you're saying. The difference is between the two. So, like, like Nightcrawler has to be able to see where he's going. Okay, yeah, or okay. else he'll like end up in a wall. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. So, like Nightcrawler can go. He can teleport over there, even if over there is really far. He has to be able to see it. Yeah. But like a like a Goku style tra- teleportation, the instant transmission they call it. He can just kind of like, okay, I want to go 
where Nyes is right now. Boom. And then he pops up there. Oh, like, hey, Lee. <laughs> hey, there you go. There you go. Boom. There you go. So it's, it's that easy, right? So that, that's, that's the shit I'm talking about. If I knew you were coming, I would have put some pants on. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. I'm invisible now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, these, uh, these next ones are a little more specific. And maybe I'm a super villain. Ooh. The more I thought about this. Um, I went with uh, remote viewing for number three. Like, oh, so you're a pervert. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't want to read minds because that sounds exhausting. But if I could just tap into like your eyes. Oh, that's cool. I'd be like the best poker player in the world. <laughs> I'd just fucking hop in and just cheat my ass to my fortunes playing poker. It'd be great. I'm pretty good at poker. Red Dead Redemption 2 told me so, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. And that the, there's a lot of applications for that. You can fucking you can check out, you know, like boobies. Alarm codes and shit like that. Fuck, I'm I'm just saying. Some sweet hogs. <laughs> yeah, also, Lee, Lee, you're a super villain. <laughs> I might be a super villain. Uh just wait. I mean, look at that uh, head. <laughs> <laughs> number two is uh, uh technomancy. Okay. Right. So, so you're a pervert, <laughs> <laughs> right? So you're trying uh, to fuck you know, your iPad? I just, <laughs> no, like, uh, like controlling tech and shit like that. It's like, uh, you know, see all those cameras. webcams all they themselves. I want to just walk up to a fucking ATM and just pull out an infinite supply of twenties and walk away <laughs> because I fucking told to give me money. It's, it's, it's. it's I want to go and sit down at a fucking slot machine and have it spit nickels at me because you know. <laughs> Shit like that. These are the ones that benefit me in a really powerful way. That's why they're at the very top of the list. Like, and I'm never going to be on a fucking security camera again, fucking ever. Like, it's not going to happen. I'll be a walking black spot. Like some kind of pervert. Like some kind of pervert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, number one, and this, and, and I think really the technomancy is probably better because there's not as much of a, a downside. Uh, but my go-to is like, if you could pick one superpower, what would it be? And it's always the same. It's always like like Proteus-level reality warping powers. Because Proteus can do fucking everything. Yeah. Like, he can just, you know, oh shit, here's a, a, an unlimited supply of 20s. I <laughs> just fucking pull them out of the air. I can fly and shit now because the air below me is lighter than I am. Oh shit, I'm thin all of a sudden. Look at me go. <laughs> Look at this. This tree is made of boobs. Yeah. You, you, you hear them boob trees? Yeah, I got them boob trees. <laughs> So yeah, but you know that story ends somewhat tragically for Proteus. What with him going insane and mad with power, so there's always that in the back of my mind that maybe that's what you don't do. Yeah, and so maybe the Technomancy is number one after all. Well, hey, eventually though he he shows up again in Exiles, and they convince him he's Mimic. Man. Oh, I guess you're right. That is a thing that happens. Yeah. Man, back in the day, whenever I'd turn on the X-Men cartoon on a Saturday morning and it was that Proteus episode, I'd be so bummed. I hated that episode. <laughs> like, anything on Muir Island, pass. <laughs> yeah, Muir <laughs> Island kind of sucks. Hard fucking pass. Like, maybe you might get a Juggernaut appearance in a Muir Island episode, but other than that, it's just Charles Xavier and Moira McTaggart. Proteus. Just being super melodramatic yeah. with one another. Being whiny as fuck. You know it's a bad episode of the X-Men cartoon when Banshee is the highlight. 
that's fucking true as hell. So yeah, uh, come at yeah, me, so. Banshee fans. <laughs> this one guy. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> He's a guy. So yeah. Uh, we got a Twitter one. We got some Twitters up there. Uh, we got a couple off of Twitters. What we got? We've got uh, Ben, aka Astronaut Mike Dexter, <clears throat> on Twitter. Uh, no, he's actually at Debaser seventy seven. Number six, superhuman agility, because who would rather be clumsy? Agility's good. I like that. I feel like yeah. a lot of work though. Yeah, but it wouldn't be work. It's essentially you're agile now. Like, why yeah. would that be work? I don't know. Just like flipping the shit looks hard. <laughs> well, I don't think he's. I, I don't know. I don't want to speak for Ben, but he's talking like he doesn't want to b- bump into shit anymore. Like, just be agile. Number five, super speed uh, for any annoying tasks that he wants to finish quickly. Also sounds exhausting. Uh, number four, uh, telepathy. How do you, I always read it weird and then pronounce it weird? How do you pronounce that? Telepathy. 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 God damn it. Uh, telepathy for days when talking just seems futile. Uh, number three, telekinesis. A potential health liability, but who among us doesn't hate getting up to get shit? Telekinesis <laughs> <laughs> uh, almost made the list. Right. Uh, number two, flight. See above. And number one, teleportation. Think of the gas and plane ticket savings. <laughs> Think of the savings. Solid, solid list. What you got, nice? All right, let's see. Cha. Uh, shout out. Oh, to shout out. Multiplication, aka, uh, you know, oh. Jamie Madrox and Michael Keaton in Multiplicity. Oh, that's solid. But the common sense in me thinks that's just gonna jack up our grocery bills like a lot. <laughs> and where are all those Nizes supposed to sleep? <laughs> For realsies. And your poor, poor toilet. Right. Oh, my God. We're going to need your three poo toilet. knives. We're going to need multiple poo knives. All right. So, number six. <laughs> you know, a poo Swiss Army knife. There you go. Uh, just poo Wolverine claws. <laughs> number six, I'm going to go with super learning, like Taskmaster, who's able to watch something and then immediately duplicate it. He catches on really well. I like I would like to be able to pick up a skill in a moment and then not have to deal with my stupid dog brain trying to wrap around like the the task of it. Yeah, you know, just See, be that able- almost made my list too, but I thought like like I, don't you still kind of have to be like okay, I can't watch like an awesome boxer and then like be an awesome boxer. I have to have some strength and like conditioning to be an awesome boxer, right? Like you know his technique, that doesn't make me an awesome boxer. I'm still like a tubby bitch. Sure. So I feel like the application for a tubby bitch like myself is somewhat limited. Yeah, but like if I can just say I want to cook a meal and I watch there someone cook that right. meal, yeah. okay. and I, now I've got it. Or like uh, you know, applying to my profession if uh some new Technique Ooh, comes out. Online and just fucking have it down. Yeah, just just yeah. got it. I got it now. I can log it away and use that skill in the future. Uh, on that same token, uh, I'm going to go with control over technology, like Forge, because so much of what I do revolves around technology and computers. So being able to fix or communicate with or like invent technology would be great like we get a new piece of equipment and i i just talk to it and it's like all right 
let's fucking roll. Uh, I can power this drone now with uh, my eyelashes. Who cares? I like it. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I start losing fan blades off of my computer. I can put my hand on it and talk to it and repair it or, and increase <laughs> my RAM or, you know, upgrade. Very, my damn... uh, very practical. I yeah, like yeah. It. I like no, it. I tried to go very practical with these because, you know, my initial reaction was, oh, I want to fucking go in the uh, adult women's locker room. <laughs> <laughs> Be invisible. Like some kind of pervert. Like some kind of fucking pervert. Uh, number four, I'm going to go with shape shifting, either like the Mystique style shape shifting or Mr. Fantastic, where you can change your body's density or shape uh, or impersonate people or whatever. Super long hog. Yeah, like, kind of yeah super long hog. Or, or like I would be able to fit comfortably into the Seven Dwarves mind train. Or, you know, <laughs> being able to reach that thing that's just out of reach. Or, like, like if um, a shirt's a little too tight, being able to kind of fucking, you know, tighten up real quick. Or, uh, I don't know what, I don't know how I would want to utilize being able to impersonate someone. But I could find a use that's not uh, gross. <laughs> or like, some, like some, like kind, some of kind of pervert. pervert. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number three teleportation because it would eliminate travel time and stress like we got to go to toy fair in a couple weeks cool uh we're we're at we're in new york we're at the hotel right now all my bags are here i was holding on to them and i teleported man we wouldn't even have to get the hotel we could just teleport back home every night oh holy shit homie (laughs) oh my god we have to go grocery shopping cool we're we're there we're at the grocery store let's get our shit and we're home no driving, no traffic, no stress. Love it. Uh, number two, time travel. Uh, I basically do it every day when I'm looking at my Facebook memories and I delete that shit. <laughs> I, you know, be able to go back and fa- fix past mistakes. Um, slow down time if I need to. Like, I'm having trouble with a project and I can kind of just slow down the time around me so I can meet that deadline. Or... Uh, um, you know, time travel also kind of connects to precognition. So being able to know what's coming in advance and preparing for it. And then my number one, uh, the best superpower that there is that can basically solve anything is being rich. <laughs> Ooh, <I like> that. <laughs> Tell me that's not a superpower. And I will point you to 70 years of Batman comics. <laughs> no, that's uh, rock solid logic. Not mad about it at all. I like it. See, that's why you know my top three powers could all be used to get me that extra superpower, being rich. Right. Yeah. I like it. I like it. We got one more on uh, the Twitter. Yes. Juggalo John writes in. Juggalo John. He uh, says uh, number six, animate the dead as in Dungeons and Dragon uh, magic or so necromancy. Think in a worst case scenario, causing someone's victims to attack a person would be darkly justifying. Oh my god, <laughs> that's some real dark shit, John. Uh, number four, five, super speed. Uh, ooh, I like this one. I didn't think about this. Number four, uh, a symbiote. Nice. That'd be kind of dope. You're just crapping out heads all day. Damn yep. right. Uh, number three. Uh, telepathy to be able to read minds would be uh, help out in so many problems. See, but the telepathy, like I always think about, like 
you see in every comic book has a telepath in it. Like eventually they can't like stop hearing the voices. They go fucking nuts. I'm like, I don't want to. Yeah. yeah. I don't want that. Jean like, Grey just dropping to her knees. Yeah. That has, there's, there's too many pl- ways that that goes south literally every fucking time. And like, uh, just like daredevil with his heightened senses. Like you can't shut things off. Like God forbid you go into someone's mind. That's a little gross and you just can't get that image out of your mind. No, thanks. Yeah. Like you would just never really sleep again if you had like some real real ass telepathy powers. But uh, you know what you'd be able to do, Lee? What's that? Know where Nicole wants to go to eat? You know what? I changed my answer. <laughs> Number one. That's it. All day. All day long. All day. It's the Cheesecake Factory. Uh, no- <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, number two is. Being able to focus the key energy, like Dragon Ball shit, because I want to be able to fire that Kamehameha wave. Ha! It'd be kind of awesome. I was talking to uh, some guys the other day about that, because uh, Nicole was giving me shit about going to see the Dragon Ball movie like a big 10-year-old boy. And I said, two things. One, you fucking knew this when you married me. Uh, and two, last night, I was at the gym with a bunch of fucking badasses, and they were all super excited and jealous when I said I was going to see Dragon Ball. Everyone <laughs> loves that shit, but you. <laughs> and to be fair, she went and saw that Dog's Way Home movie, so. Ugh. that's Ugh. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you fucking lost all rights. Like, we all uh, like trash, so. Yeah. But uh, I thought I was thinking about it, that the, the laws of the Dragon Ball world don't make any sense. Because, like, if you told me for a second, look, hey, man. If you uh, work out a lot and go hang out with this fucking pervert in a turtle shell, um, you'll learn how to fly and shoot lasers out of your hands. I would be thin in two weeks. Like, yeah. Like, come on. Like, I, I'm not saying I'd be up there holding the big boys, but, you know, I can fucking take Yamcha to fight. <laughs> like, Yamcha suck ass can fly and shoot lasers. Come on. Everyone should do it. Everyone should do it. But yeah. And then uh, number one, uh, Juggalo John says, uh, a Green Lantern ring, because duh. And you know what? That's a solid, uh, solid reasoning behind the wanting a Green Lantern ring. I like it. See, I, I don't know if I would have a use for a Green Lantern ring. Yeah, because like, it's I all don't know temporary. If I'm creative enough for that. Like, it's, it's all temporary. Like, and I feel like it'd be very temperamental. Like, and you can't be one to animate, reanimate the dead, John, and then also think you can fucking reel the Green Lantern ring. Right? <laughs> diametrically opposed maybe it maybe a black lantern ring how about that yeah 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 yeah. uh and then uh zero did email in his list of top superpowers uh to popcast at panels on page.com uh number six super speed uh super speed wouldn't be all that great without some sort of frictionless suit so you'd really be capped out at what speed your body could physically take still beats the hell out of walking uh, number five, a perfect photographic memory. Let's see here something once. You know it for life and can instantly recall it. You become perfectly fluid in a language in just days. You'd be walking, talking fount of knowledge. You could be the first contestant to be forcefully retired from Jeopardy after you won every game for a year. <laughs> <laughs> Again, make you fucking rich. Yeah, I feel uh, like oh, shit. that, that uh, Taskmaster super learning that I could pick up uh, languages as well. I like it. I like it. Uh, here you go. Number four. He says, uh, Technomancy. I like it. Uh, in this day and age where technology surrounds us every moment, the ability to control it with your mind would be awesome. Yeah. You have access to every account on every platform ever. Take an item to the register at a store. You can tell the register it's only a dollar. You never need to see the red light while driving again. See? I was all like, 
I want a bunch of twenties. He's like, no, nah, man, all you need is singles. That's how zero went with it. That's a, that's a better logic than mine is. <laughs> Fucking great. Uh, number three, teleportation. Being able to go anywhere instantaneously would be amazing. You could rob a bank so easily, just poof in, grab, <laughs> poof out. Uh, Pervert. Number two, number two <laughs> psychic powers. You wouldn't even need to rob a bank. <laughs> Walk into a car dealership, ask the manager there, hey, can I have that black and red Ferrari? Then drive out. The only negative would be listening to people talk when you already know what they're going to say. Uh, and then number one is psi metabolism. The only thing better than being a psychic who can read and manipulate would be the ability to control cells and DNA. You'd be like Mystique and Deadpool combined. The ability to alter your appearance and cause yourself to heal rapidly. You could live forever. You could cure cancer in people just by touching them and be considered a god. After rereading my list, I might be a supervillain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Possibly. I found a, a matter eater lad who can eat anything. And I was like, hmm, that sounds appealing. <laughs> Like I've always wanted to choke down a tin can. <laughs> I'm just afraid of the consequences. Oh, I, I take it home, Kelly. What you got? All right, number six. You are number six. I did technomancy because while it is very useful, uh, a lot of weirdos have that power, and I, I kind of think it's the power that makes them the weirdos. Ah, I see. I, like a chicken and egg scenario. Yeah. Like, you get uh, guys like Doug Locke, people like them. Oh, Doug Locke. Yeah, no, I feel like technomancy makes people in the weirdos because they get, they get too deep into talking to the computers. I could see that. Like Joaquin Phoenix and her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and before you know it, you're fucking your iPad. Yep. Uh, number five, super strength, because everyone wants to be a big, strong boy. <laughs> True. Uh, number four, mastery of languages slash empathy powers. So empathy that could, powers. So that I would go with if people would say mastery of languages isn't a power. Because then the empathy powers, you could pretty much communicate through feelings with anyone. Now, uh, and I suppose that power would also work with animals as well. Mastery of languages counts because Cypher... One of the worst X-Men of all time. That's his power. That's true. Yeah. All right. Uh, number three, telekinesis. I mean, obviously, you just want to lift shit up without actually lifting it. That's cool. Uh, number two, fire generation and manipulation. Oh. I live in Wisconsin. Ooh. I want to fucking burn all the snow. It's snowing right now. I, I, I have to wake up early tomorrow to shovel the snow. If I could just burn it, that'd be rad as fuck. And you could also create your own little, like, atmosphere around yourself, probably. Yeah, I could just be warm. It'd be awesome. Your own little heater. Yeah. <laughs> my best superpower? I just want to be warm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm practical with my powers. And then number one, instant transmission. I just want to go places. I just want to blow loads wherever. <laughs> just instantly blowing nuts. Yep, anywhere. Yeah, instant transmission. notice. Uh, I think teleportation slash instant transmission is the winner of the night. Yeah. Like, flying, yes, sounds great. You got bugs in your teeth. No one ever talks about that. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get sick of flying after a while. Like, let me just blink and be there. I like it. 
I like it. That's fun. Solid, solid, uh, solid list, everybody. Yeah, I like the I like the like, reasonings behind them. Like none of those suck. Those are all good. All of them, yeah. and and they were while they had similarities. All of them were were different lists, except for Lee and Zero, who are definitely super villains. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> just saying. Like, get rich or die trying, man. That's all I'm saying. Don't you fucking judge me, Jason Nice. <laughs> Oh shit! He busted out my first name. No. <laughs> Don't you judge me, Silent K. <laughs> yeah, watch your fucking back, Silent K. <laughs> oh my god, it's awesome. No names. No names. All right, <laughs> all right. Let's talk comic books. And get the fuck out of here. Okay. Let's do it. The problem with comic books is the ink comes off on your hands every time you turn the page. You have to wash your hands. All right. So. Read the uh, first issue of that uh, uh, Black Widow comic written by the Suska sisters. That was all right. It's all right. Yeah, it's fine. I uh, didn't hate it. I, I don't I think liked... I'll be back for issue two, but it was all right. Yeah, I liked their stuff a lot. So I really wanted to like it more than I did. But it's fine. Just, just kind of fine. That's what it is. Um, what else? Um, Deadly Class is back. Um. Did you watch that first episode of the show? I didn't. It's real good. See, here's the thing. I, I, I bet it is good. But, like, there's, there's too much fucking stuff. Too much stuff. Like, too I mean, much... set, set some time aside for the show by the Russo brothers. Yeah. But, but, but is it just, like, the shit I've already seen in the comic book made real? Because if so, I've already seen that. They're adding stuff. Okay. All right. You have to make time for it. Like that's the only thing they, that kept me from it's like oh man I'll bet this looks really good because Rick Remender is the showrunner on the damn show like he's, yeah he's all up in them guts which is great I love that but then I'm like okay well this is just a comic book and a TV show I don't need that I've seen it I've read, read that already so all right I'll check it out I'll check it out but this uh this latest issue kind of sets the stage for what's coming up next it's not really like a like a recap necessarily just kind of it was kind of reestablishing things yeah and it's all just like you know like a peyote trip and so it looks awesome and art goes in really weird places scene to scene like it's it's really really cool i miss those guys i miss those guys a lot um fantastic four number six sucks did not like that shit one bit like that was weird like it's just it completely ignores like all the development, all the character development on Doom for the past like two years. Like just nope, he's just he's just regular Doctor Doom again. Like, yeah, that, that kind of sucks because it's like I mean, because it it I didn't I don't feel like they got back there in a way that made any kind of real sense. Like they didn't really connect. Just no, he like, just was kind of normal Doom again one day. Yeah, and that's 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 bullshit. I don't like that. And like Galactus is there all of a sudden. It's just like, hey, I'm doing Fantastic Four now. It'd be cool if they fought Doctor Doom and Galactus. And so they just did it without any kind of real reason for it. And that's kind of a bummer. Um, but the last thing we'll talk about is the best thing I read last week is uh, the Invaders number one. Fuck yes! Holy shit! Like how great is that Invaders book? That book ruled. I got I got the. You know, two artists. You guys got Butch Geist doing all the flashback stuff that looks just fantastic. Uh, and then uh, the other guy was uh, Carlos uh, Magno, it says. 
I'm not yeah. as familiar with him. Um, but they're just taking the reins with kind of stuff that's been going on with Namor in the Avengers uh, and really kind of putting some context behind it and just making it make sense. And when did Namor pick up that sweet controlling the water power that we know? Or I that, don't know. Like, but that was fucking baller. He, he's, you know, because they, they've shown him in, in recent issues of other stuff he's in. He's trying to unite his kingdom. It's not, not unlike the plot of Aquaman, the movie, really, in, in some ways. Uh, so he rolls up on this kind of, uh, you know, other civilization and they're like, hey, you know what? Hey, fuck you. Uh, I don't like you and your fucking pink skin with your half-breed mom. I don't, I don't want that. And so it was like, okay, cool. Um, don't stab me again, you son of a bitch, or else this will happen. And he just parts the water around the whole city. And so all these fishermen are flopping around like, what the fuck? And he's like, yeah, that's right. So uh, you're going to come hang out, hang out with me or what? And they're like, yeah, cool, great. Glad we had this fucking talk. <laughs> and all that is kind of um, cut together with these flashbacks from uh, the war uh, and kind of like Namor's experience with you know, losing, you know, friends in the war. And like, it's, it's all really, really awesome to look at. And just, I like it, dude. I, I, I'm a sucker for a really good name war story. And it seems like he's kind of, uh, Zdarsky's working very much in concert with J- Jason Aaron uh, to kind of make sure they're, they're telling this really complex name war story. And I am here for it. I think it's very cool. I liked it a whole, whole lot. It's great. Yeah. I love how it's kind of, Hey, what if Namor isn't just a dick, but he's really like got PTSD and yeah. sort of makes him be like this? Yeah, like like what? What if he's just kind of, what if he's just fucked up, man? Yeah. And then there's like some Xavier connection that we're yeah, gonna, yeah that that's and this that should come in for a second, you know. So I'm 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 way in for it. I can't wait to see what they do with it. It's it's it was great, like, very intriguing. And then uh, yeah, what else you got, Kelly? Let's talk about Superman for a sec. Okay. So I came to the realization this after the yesterday. That actually. Superman's a punk bitch. Got him. No, that <laughs> the best addition to the DC universe in the rebirth era is hot mom Lois Lane. Ooh. All right. All right. All right. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Like, I, let's talk about what happened in this issue of Superman. See, Kelly, right I now, knew eventually you would get into the MILF thing. It's. I, there was a scene where Superman goes to see Lois because John just showed up from his time in space. And he's like, he's he's a, he's a, I haven't read it yet, but he's a, he's a big boy now. He's a grown-up. He's a big boy now. And he's like, hey, oh, we got to go show your mom you're back. So and Superman rolls up on Lois's uh, apartment where she's working. And she's like sitting in a bathrobe. And she kind of opens up the robe and is like, oh, Clark, how are you? At which point, Clark puts his hand over John's eyes. <laughs> That's kind of great. Yeah. And then we've gotten decent amounts of uh, in Batman when Clay Man would just be like, hey, I want to draw a sexy Lois Lane now. Yeah. I feel like Lois Lane can get it. Yeah. No, totally. Like, I, I feel like they've definitely done a lot of work to make sexy mom Lois Lane happen. And I appreciate it. Don't we all? I think it. Solid. And uh, let's see what else I got. Conan number two, still really good. You're good. I'm, I'm, I'm coming around. I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. It's, I still have it. I haven't, I haven't read it yet. Yeah, it's good. Uh, Venom 10 was good. Did you read that one? Not yet. I, okay. I kind of fell behind a little bit. But I'm, man, this whole kind of weird 
big like God Carnage story is rad. Like I'm yeah, yeah. The fi- the Venom ends with a callback to some Marvel Universe bullshit that I'm kind of surprised hasn't been brought up in a while, and it makes sense that they're bringing it back now. All right, I might read that tonight before bed. And then, uh, outside of comics, last night I watched the uh, most recent Big Japan shows, and the main event was a uh, 344,440 thumbtack deathmatch. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it sure was a lot of thumbtacks. Very specific. It, it was, and I, I really enjoyed how specific it was. And if you saw the amount that was in there, you would say, you know what? I bet that is 344,440 thumbtacks. Because, boy, howdy, that's a lot. Some would say too much. Yeah, too much. <laughs> yeah, sure is. Sure is. Way too fucking much. <laughs> awesome. Anything nice? No, I ran through all the shit that we've been watching and doing in the opening segment. So we all good. Awesome. Yeah, I got to watch A Good Place. That's just it's the best. The fucking best, man. It's really like a joy. <laughs> Even when they're saying that Limp Biscuit is as bad as slavery, it's just it's, <laughs> it brings so much light into our lives. And get yeah, on that get on that new episode of Nine Nine too. Yeah, and See, Orville, you don't have to go that hard, Orville. Yeah, the last one is the one where he goes out with his lady friend, right? Yes. The most recent one? Yes. Damn. Yeah. Fucking just they, they they do go hard. They go real hard. Like uh the the same episode where they said goodbye to that one character. Oh no 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 the episode before that. We we binged like three in a row. Bordis has a fucking uh porn addiction. Holy shit, right? Bordis has a porn addiction and his porn dealer is some crazy like Jim Henson creature shop, like Star Wars latex practical puppet with tentacles and it's it's insane they didn't they don't have to do this no, no. <laughs> they got patrick warburton on there as like some elephant man alien yeah he has two <laughs> esophaguses yeah like <laughs> we evolved we can just pound food <laughs> like as soon as the ratings start slipping on that show i would imagine they're either going to cut back in a huge way as far as budget goes, or they're just going to shit can it because it can't be cheap to make. No way. No. It it it, it, it looks great. Amazing. <laughs> like blown away. Just like the simple thing of like the shuttlecraft just landing on a planet. It's like that. That looks like it's there. That looks real. Yeah, at least once an episode, I'm like, I can't believe this is on TV. Yeah. Like, like, like broadcast fucking Fox on TV. Fox. Not HBO. Not like, you know, like a premium network. Fucking Fox. Fox. Which means they basically give it away for free over the air. Insane. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, despite my boycott of the WWE since uh, Money in the Bank. You know, the only thing that we've paid money for is we went to NXT uh, a couple weeks ago. But I am definitely going to get the network this weekend to watch TakeOver and the Royal Rumble. You know, 
I oh? I I do the not... Rumble's the one you you got to watch. The, I love the Rumble and they did a good job at it last year and they got Oscar versus Becky and Ronda versus Sasha. Uh could be really good, but I will uh, cancel it with a quickness. But 10 bucks, you can't beat that. Yeah, 10 bucks for, you know, a pay-per-view is pretty good. Yeah. And Daniel Bryan is uh, the heel now talking about how Vince McMahon is the 1% and a baby boomer. And, you know, he's talking about saving the earth and pollution. And he's the bad guy. That's nuts. Yeah, I saw uh, uh, Kelly put some stuff up on the. He like put a clip up, and I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, that clip's cut, amazing. He's cutting a promo on Vince, and I'm like, wait. Is he a bad? Is he the bad guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, okay. All right. Interesting move. Whatever you say, Vince. He better watch out. Better watch your back, Daniel Bryan. Because the ultimate social justice warrior is going to get you. Be careful. <laughs> After he takes down Woke Hogan. <laughs> uh, that delights me. So good. It's great. All right, so I guess that, that's it, man. We can call this thing. Yeah. That's a good show. That's a quality broadcast. So, so. Uh, are we starting? What What are we starting with this fantasy, actual fantasy shit? Are we starting next week or? Uh, the, the draft starts now. Okay. And so the, and so the next week we do a participation selection for the game, for game one. And so that'll be next week. So we kind of, next week we pick the, 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 the contestants. For our, for our first game next. I think well the it says February first we pick, so that's Wednesday. No wait, no February first we pick, and that's Friday of next week. If if I'm correct by looking at my calendar, so the yeah, draft Friday the the draft ends by the show next week. Yes, so we'll have all of our teams. So we can at least talk about teams. Yeah. So do we st- want to do a top six next week or? Uh, I don't think so. Let's okay. talk about this. Let's just kind of set this thing up. Cool, 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 cool. This tomorrow for next week. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and then if you do need extra time, like you know, maybe you know, fucking your jam is Friday podcast. Maybe that's your fucking thing. Cool, great, love it. Listen to it, everyone. Listen to it. I love that. Uh, let us know. Hit us up on the Twitter, whatever. Got to bump it out a week. We can bump it out a week. Uh, but we'll try to get this up on for the download as fast as we can this week. So, uh, and if you want to see all the rules, uh. Sign up, log in, all that fun stuff, man. Uh, check it out. Go to at zinc.org slash sports. And um, just fucking marvel at all the work uh, Zero has put into this. Uh, just fucking because. <laughs> That's kind of great. It's, it's kind of beautiful. I love it. So, yeah. Uh, join us for that next week at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central at youtube.com slash panels on pages. Leave us a voicemail, 616-9511-POP. Or email us popcast at panelsonpage.com. We'll uh, get this fucking thing going. As the, we're going to the Olympics. <laughs> my mom would be, be so proud. <laughs> be so proud. Be a good time. So, yeah, four Jason Nyes, uh, Kelly Harris, and Jose, but he's not really here. We'll, we'll do it anyway. Uh, I'm the Lord Reverend Lee Rodriguez. I'm going to talk to you kids next week. Night. Love you. Bye bye. She's always been a rebel. She got that energy. Switch up the gear, get immune to fear.
it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, it though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. 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 It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.